the blind. Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Two cracking games coming your way today. First game at 5.40, the Melbourne Storm and the Canberra Raiders. We dropped our preview for that one a little bit earlier today. And now we've got the late game, the Cronulla Sharks and the North Queensland Cowboys, which we'll get stuck into now. Just a reminder, we dropped a podcast earlier today about the four coaches that are coaching today, uh, talking about how their paths have crossed over the last 40 years. Really interesting one for you Rugby League nerds. We've also got Rugby League Guru merchandise dropping tomorrow at 8 p.m. Sunday night, 8 p.m. on the Rugby League Guru uh, website there, www.rugbyleagueguru.com.au. You can grab your hats or T-shirts there if you would like those. But let's get stuck into today's game, what matters, the late game, the Cronulla Sharks and the North Queensland Cowboys. Both teams have had incredible seasons. Both sides have obviously brought halfbacks in the offseason that have made a huge difference. Nico Hines uh, arriving at the Cronulla Sharks and I think there's a really good chance that he could win uh, a Dalian medal in about three weeks' time. On the other side of the park, you got Chad Townsend. What a signing he has been. I remember when he signed with the Warriors last year. I did this whole podcast about how he's going to make all these changes for the Warriors. Premiership winning halfbacks are so rare. He went over there. He went like a busted. And I'll be honest with you, even I lost a bit of faith in Chad Townsend. I sort of thought, fuck, all you guys were right. I didn't really think he'd have a, a huge impact on the Cowboys, to be perfectly honest with you. What he's done there has been unbelievable and if you're a halfback right now, uh, your stocks have never been higher. Incredible stuff. The Sharkies with a record of 18-6 and six this season. Incredible stuff. Scoring 573 points and only allowing 364 points. Pretty damn impressive. These two sides, the Cowboys, their defense, incredibly close. The Sharkies, they've conceded only three points more than the North Queensland Cowboys all season, but they have scored about 60 more points than the Sharkies. So, interesting matchup tonight. Two versus three. So good to see both these clubs in the position that they are in. I have a look at the Sharks, and I think a lot of people are riding the Sharkies off because of their soft draw coming into finals. And to be fair, they didn't really bury any of those teams massively. Um, Obviously beat the Newcastle Knights last week. It was pretty close throughout the whole game. Then they got away at the end. Uh, The game against the Canterbury Bulldogs, I'm pretty sure it was in uh, pretty poor conditions there. But still only 16-0. Great to not concede any points. Uh, But didn't really put them to the sword. The week before, they gave it to the Manly Seagulls, who had just fallen to pieces. Week before that, gave it to the Tigers, 36-12. You can see a pattern here, Tigers. Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, Newcastle. The week before the Tigers game, they had the Dragons. So, I mean, they haven't really had the opportunity to flex their muscles over the last month or so to play any really quality sides. Before that, though, it should be noted, they beat the Rabbitohs. 21-20, 21 to 20, one of the top teams in this competition. The week before that, they lost to the Penrith Panthers 20 to 10 and were right in this game up until about the 60th minute. So they showed that they can go with the Penrith Panthers. They beat the Bunnies. The week before that, they went to North Queensland and they beat this team 26 to 12. The week before that, they invited the Melbourne Storm to Shark Park and beat them 28 to 6. So as much as over the last few weeks, they haven't beaten any of the top sides because they haven't played them, the three or four weeks before that, they really showed what 
what they're about, the Cronulla Sharks. So personally, I think they're flying under the radar coming into finals footy. We've had other games this year. They obviously beat uh, the Parramatta Eels earlier in the season, but they have fallen to a fair whack of top eight sides as well. But I think the form of winning six games in a row, and I think it's nine of their last 11 or something crazy like that coming into this season. To be honest with you, it reminds me a little bit of 2016. They went on this run late. No one really noticed them. Everyone was focusing on the Melbourne Storm, your Sydney, or whoever else was at the top. The Sharkies really weren't getting the attention that they should have been getting because I think people were a little bit um, weren't convinced they had enough champions in their team to deliver a premiership. They managed to get the job done there. They had an array of young guys and experienced guys. And you look at the Sharks now, it's very similar. Their depth is unbelievable. They can cover injuries. They've got a strong forward pack. They've got these figures like Nico Hines, who could potentially win a Dalian medal over the next few weeks. Got a guy like Dale Fanu can come straight out of the Melbourne Storm system. He sets the standards in this team. Along with Cam McInnes, those two guys, it's what's big for me. They've got a lot of leadership. They've got Wade Graham, Dale Fanuk, and Cam McInnes. I said this since the preseason. They're three guys that have been first-choice captains of other NRL clubs shoved into this forward pack. Britton Okora, he's hit his career-best form over the last few weeks. Matty Moylan, he's been playing great footy this season. Um, there's a lot going on here for the Sharkies, and I think they're flying under the radar a little bit. Let's have a look at the North Queensland Cowboys, though. Uh, what a season for them to to achieve what they've achieved. I, I thought a good season for them might have been 12th or 13th. They finished third overall. Just crazy. Uh, an interesting run into the finals for them, obviously. Knocked over the Penrith Panthers reserve grade side, 38-8. Not much to read into that one. The week before that, uh, the Bunnies beat the Cowboys. I thought the Bunnies played pretty awful that week, but the Cowboys were just worse. Um, so once again, not much to read into that. They gave it to the Warriors the week before. The week before that, played the Roosters at the SCG. Obviously, that was was the week of Paul Green's passing. So a bit hard to get a read on that one as well. But when you have a look through this team, I mean, like they've beaten other sides over the last few weeks, but the last time they beat a top eight side outside of the Panthers who were missing players um, was a fair whack ago. It's been a while. Um, was the last time they beat a top eight side was the Melbourne Storm all the way back in round 11. Are they getting a bit shaky? I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. I still think they put in a good performance and defense can take you so far in this competition, which it will the South afternoon again or tonight, uh, but I have got the Sharkies winning this one. Let's have a look through the team list for both sides. For the Cronulla Sharks, Will Kennedy at fullback, Connor Tracy on one wing, Mulatalo on the other side, Jesse Ramian and Sifatalakai in the centres. Still a bit of mystery around Sifatalakai, well, whether he will play or not. I believe he will. That's what I am hearing, and I think he's going to be really important to them tonight. Matty Moylan in the six, Nico Hines in the seven. Toby Rudolph returns a huge in for the Cronulla Sharks, Toby Rudolph off massive. He partners Royce the Choice Hunt up front. Blake Braley wears the nine. On the edges, Britton Nakora and Wade Graham and Dale Finucane in Jersey 13. The bench, Teague Wilden, Cam McInnes, Hamlin Uele, Andrew Fafita. What a bench. Unbelievable. They have got Lockie Miller sitting on the extended bench in Jersey 18. If you do see Sivitalakai come out, he would come into the side somewhere and they'd probably move things around a little bit, but he would be the guy that would come into this side. They'd probably move Connor Tracy to centre and play Lockie Miller out on the stick. You've also got Aiden Tolman on the extended as well. Let's have a look at the North Queensland Cowboys. 
Scotty Drink bloke, he's been an absolute superstar this year at fullback. Cole Felt on one wing. Maritor Lungi's had a cracking season as well on the other side. The centers, Peter Hicku and Valentine Holmes. Tommy Dearden with one nut returns at 5'8. Obviously played last week. Courageous stuff there. Chatty Townsend in the seven. Jordan McLean and Ruben, Ruben Cotter, our boy, start up front. Reese Robson in the nine. In the back row, Luciana, Leilu, and Jeremiah Nanai. Two real X factors in the back row. Two guys that can turn this game on its head with a sneaky offload or just something that only these two can do with the big fella, Jason Taumalolo, locking the scrum in the 13. Their bench, Hamiso, Tommy Gilbert, Cohen Hess, and Griffin Neem. Still got JTB and Jake Granville on the extended, but I think they will run as named there. We know at Shark Park, it's always a little bit greasy. It's always a little bit sloppy. I always say it's like a black hole for good football. Everything all of a sudden is played through the center third. So it's going to be a big test for the Sharkies pack, which I love going up against this Cowboys side. They're going to have to really halt the momentum of one Ruben Cotter, but more importantly, Jason Taumalolo. He's going to be the key. If I was the Cowboys and Dearden and Chad, I'm sure they will. I'd be turning Luciano Lelua and Jeremiah Nanai under me quite often sending them back sort of towards the guts and play from the middle there. I think that's the best way to play against the Sharkies, especially in these conditions. But this is where Dale Fanuk and Cam McInnes, this is where these signings will pay for themselves, in my opinion. Come finals time, <clears throat> when you need a big defensive resolve, I think they will really stand up and set the standard tonight for the Sharkies. The halves, we already mentioned them, but a huge game for Nico Hines. The vast majority of the kicking will go through him. But Chad Townsend, if the Cowboys can just have a high completion rate, uh, I think he can really keep them in this game, potentially win it for them. The Sharkies, they have dropped a lot of ball recently, but they are also a team that throws the ball around a lot. They take risks in their game. They, you know, you look back, we, we spoke about it this week with Kempe, the 2018 Roosters, they won the comp with a pretty low completion rate because they took risks. The Sharkies, they're a similar sort of side. They've got points everywhere and they will back themselves to move the ball around. Uh, I'll go through my same game multi for this one. I've got the Sharks winning this one, 1-12. to 12. I think the Cowboys, their defense is sensational. Uh, it is going to be at Shark Park, a little bit greasy and everything, so I think it'll be a close game. Sharks 1-12. to 12. The overs-unders is set at 43.5. I will be taking the unders 43.5. I think it'll just sneak in, but I do think it'll be very close. I can sort of see a 20-16, to 20-18 sort of scoreline here in this one in the Sharkies' favor. Hopefully Nico Hines has his goal-kicking boots because they, they're going to desperately need it tonight. I think goal-kicks are going to be very important. You know, Val Holmes, he's going to hit the vast majority of hims. Bit of pressure on Nico Hines there. Now, my anytime try scorer, there's a bit of value in my anytime try scorer, and I know a lot of people will be off this one, but I'm going to take Sifatalakai. You can get him at about $2.70 to score tonight. I know it's easy to say, I'm just going to take Talakai as anytime try scorer, uh, you know, because he's got the big highlights and everything, but I really like his matchup tonight. You look at Peter Hiku, uh, he has sort of struggled defensively throughout the season. He's had games where if you get him one-on-one, you can really pull his pants down there. I said it earlier in the week, I would be keeping Wade Graham on the bench. I'd be playing Teague Wilton in the back row. That line that he runs, it can just open up so much space for the men outside him. Sometimes I feel like Wade Graham does a little bit too much with the ball and tries to put Talakai into a hole or into space, whereas you just need to get Talakai early ball, and I think he can really terrorize Peter Hicku in this game. So, Siva Talakai, the under 43.5, Cronulla Sharks 1-12 at $12.00. And 25 cents. I haven't thrown it in there, but 
If I was to look for a North Queensland Cowboys try scorer, I would go in the direction of Jeremiah Nanai. He will be very short for a back rower, and it's you know he scores tries off kicks and does all this stuff. But I think Chad Townsend, he's played with these Sharkies boys before. He will know who to target. It is Matty Moylan. You look at Matt Moylan in all of his games this season against top eight teams, he's averaged five missed tackles across all those games. So the best teams in the comp, they know how to isolate spot defenders, and they've done it to Matt Moylan all season. And I think you'll find that Chad Housen. He'll be trying to get Jeremiah Nanai up against him pretty consistently. So I would take Nanai for an anytime try scorer if I wanted one of those. He is short for a back rower, but I really, really like his matchup. Just going to get up what he's actually at there. I would say he'd be at about $2.30 or so. I think he'd be pretty damn cheap. Oh, 285. That's not bad. I wouldn't mind chucking Nanai in there. If you chuck Nanai into our same game multi, uh, it comes out to $40.55. I might actually have a little Michelle Pfeiffer on that one as well. Sivitalakai and Jeremiah Nanai, anytime try scorers, under 43.5. Cronulla Sharks, 1 to 12, $40.50. Guys, we did a coach's clipboard for this game a little bit earlier in the week, going into a bit more details on the points that we've spoken about so far in the podcast. So I will attach the end of that to to this potty. You can have a listen to that if you would like. If you didn't already catch it this week or if you would like to sit back and have a listen to some real in-depth stuff, X's and O's about these two sides. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to do our Coach's Clipboard episode for the Saturday late game, the Cronulla Sharks and North Queensland Cowboys. Really, really looking forward to this one. I probably found this one the most difficult, to be honest with you, because I think these two sides are so evenly balanced. There are a couple of spot defenders, which I've picked out that I would be targeting from both sides, and then some more generic sort of things that I think will be a big focus for both coaches. Just a reminder, guys, that if you would like to buy some of the Guru merchandise that's been floating around the Instagram page over the last two or three days, they will be available on Sunday night. A limited drop there, so you'll have to be quick to it. 8 p.m. Sunday night, they'll be dropping. Let's get stuck into Coach's Clipboard, by the way. If you want to have a listen to the previous Coach's Clipboard, we had uh, the Parramatta Eels and the Penrith Panthers. They, of course, will be playing later tonight. We dropped that Coach's Clipboard uh, two days ago, so you can go and have a listen to that. And then yesterday, uh, we had the 5.30 game, the Canberra Raiders and the Melbourne Storm, the 5.30 Saturday game, where we went through our Coach's Clipboard there for both coaches. Let's get stuck into this one. And let's kick off with the rookie coach, Craig Fitzgibbon. What a season it's been for the Sharkies. Second overall on the ladder at the end of the regular season. I personally think people are really undervaluing how good of a footy side the Sharkies are. I think they will get a win in this one. I think that they've had a pretty easy draw coming into finals. But at the end of the day, they can only play whichever team is put in front of them. Uh, They've won, I think it's nine in a row now coming into finals. So on a really good run, soft run, I understand that, but you look at the start of that soft run, uh, they lost to the Penny Panthers by a very narrow margin. Outside of that, I think they beat South Sydney, they beat the Cowboys. A couple of big scouts there. So the Cronulla Sharks, I am probably more excited about them than most, and I think they're going to give this competition a real shake. Let's get into their coach's clipboard. Now, the first one I've got here is forced defensive decisions. I've got a picture of Jeremiah Nanai. Now, Nanai, he has been an absolute revelation this year in the NRL. He's been doing things that we've never really seen anyone do before, scoring tries for fun. Defensively, though, we did point out at the start of the season that it was an issue. Uh, got caught out a couple of times in Origin 1 and Origin 2, but Origin 3, I thought he was one of the best on ground. Uh, since that early part of the season where he struggled defensively, he has really improved. There's no doubt about that. Uh, 
Uh, but I still think you can catch this guy out. He's one guy that I'd be forcing him to make defensive decisions. I wouldn't say he's a terrible tackler, but defending-wise, when you actually have to make decisions and you've got different shapes coming at you, I think that's where you can catch Nanai out. So I'd be throwing a bit at him. I'll read this one to you. Nanai has had an unbelievable season and has improved his defense um, as the season has gone on. But I still believe the Sharks can produce points around Nanai. I'd be playing Wilton for big minutes on that edge. He runs some of the best lead lines in the NRL. He could force a poor decision out of Nanai. Yeah, for me, I love Wade Graham. I think he's a champion player, but I would be bringing Ty Wilton into the starting side. I would be starting him on that edge. I just think that Wade Graham is probably a yard too slow now to be playing 80 minutes out on that edge, even 60 minutes. I'd be happy if you want to start with Wade Graham, but I think the vast majority of the minutes on that edge, I would be going with Ty Wilton personally. I think when you have a look at when that left edge has been on absolute fire, it's been when, when Wilton's there, he runs one of the best lead lines in the NRL, and I think he could really isolate Nanai and force him into making some poor decisions there, uh, just making him bite in on uh, Wilton and whatnot, which will create space for others. So that would be my move there. Harsh on Wade Graham, and I know a lot of people won't like that, uh, but I just think you can use him in other spots a little bit better, maybe through the middle as a bit of a 13. Wilton, for me, I think he's just electric on that left edge, and he's great for all the guys around him. Now, next one, and it's sort of a browned that left edge for the Sharkies once again. Obviously, Sivitalakai had that huge game against the Manly Seagulls 10, 12-odd weeks ago, a long time ago now. Uh, has scored one try since then, and I know people have been pretty critical of Siffer in that period. Obviously, went to the Origin Arena, didn't have his greatest game, but I think you need to remember that in the NRL this year, he's a centre. He's averaging 170 run metres per game, so he might not be scoring tries, but he's playing bloody well, and he's being bloody damaging. And I think he's going to be key. I would be trying to get Hiku one-on-one with Sipper Talakai. I'll read it to you now. Talakai might not be scoring many tries at the moment, but he's averaging 170-odd run metres per game. If the Sharks get him one-on-one with Hiku, there will be opportunities down this edge. Hiku averages around three missed tackles per game this year. Talakai could lift this with early ball. For me, this is why I also prefer Wilton on that edge. I think Wade Graham, he's got a great skill set, but sometimes he tries to do a little bit too much with Talakai. Takes him a little bit too close to the line. For me, you saw it in the early parts of the years. You just need to get Talakai early ball. Give him five and six metres to work with on a Peter Hiku and he will get past him, I promise you. Peter Hiku, he has had games this year where he's really struggled defensively, especially against some of the better sides. He was fantastic last week, I thought, but that wasn't a full-strength Penrith Panthers side. Left edge for the Cronulla Sharks with Sifa Talakai. If he can get early ball, I think he can uh, pull... Peter Hiku's pants down here a little bit and score some points, produce some points. If nothing else, really gain some good momentum down that edge. Then you can shift it back out to the right to find uh, Nico Hines, the superstar, out on the right edge. So for me, early ball to Sifatalakai, get him one-on-one with Peter Hiku. And this is where Wilton becomes so important. The, the great line that he runs, it'll shrink in your entire sliding defense back into the middle. And then all of a sudden, you'll be able to find Sifatalakai with some space and one-on-one with Peter Hiku. Let's move to our next one. And the title is just Taumalolo and Cotter. Shark Park is arguably the most important ground to win the middle at. 
it's always a grind there. If the Sharks can get over the top of Cotter and Tamalolo, they'll find themselves one win away from a grand final. Stopping offloads and quick play the balls will be key. You don't want Robson and Drinky playing on the front foot. Yeah, so these two, they're the two best forwards by far and away. Tamalolo's been the best meters guy in rugby league for a very, very long time. To make it even more dangerous, he's now added a bit of ball playing to his game, which has been lethal this season for the North Queensland Cowboys. When he's going forward, though, which will be the vast majority of the time, you need to stop his momentum. If he's going for 10 and 12 post-contact, you'll find yourself in trouble very quickly. You also need to slow his play the ball down. Similar to what we spoke about with Brandon Smith, you need to try and turn him to his side, get him on his back, all those things to slow down the play the ball because if he does get a quick play the ball, Reese Robson, Scott Drinkwater, they'll be going through the middle, they'll be darting all over the place and then all of a sudden you've allowed the Cowboys to play Cowboy footy. Offloads are the same. Ruben Cotter and Tamalolo, they've both got a fantastic offload in their game and if they do, once again, Reese Robson, Scott Drinkwater, they're playing on the front foot. This is how the Cowboys love to play. The hooker and the fullback, they love to push up together, and there will be opportunities created there. Shark Park, you tend to the, the, the footy tends to be a little bit more greasy. The, the deck tends to be a little bit more dewy there, especially a Saturday night game there. It's going to be played through the middle, so these guys are going to be key. I think the Cronulla Sharks, they've got a fantastic forward pack, and they've got one of the most underrated packs in the competition. And this is where your Dale Finucane, your Cam McKinnon, showing that def- that 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 solid defense through the middle and setting that attitude for defense in the middle are going to be so important. So big test, stopping Taumalolo and Ruben Cotter, but I have no doubt whatsoever Craig Fitzgibbon being the sort of forward he was, he will understand how important it is to stop these guys and he will challenge his forward pack to keep these guys under X amount of meters, keep them under X amount of offloads, X amount of post-contact meters. I have no doubt about it. And if they do do this personally, I think the Sharkies win. If they can control these two forwards, I don't think the Cowboys will be able to play their normal footy off the back of it, and I think the Sharkies will win that one. It'll be a huge test for Craig Fitzgibbon and his Cronulla Sharks. All right, let's jump over the other side of the fence. Toddy Payton. Big Rodney. Uh, he's had a great season, obviously. Probably coach of the year as it stands right now. Uh, I had this team coming dead last uh, by a fair distance, to be perfectly honest with you. So for them to be sitting in third place and being two wins away from a potential grand final appearance, unbelievable stuff. It's been a great season. He's nailed just about everything he's done this year, Toddy, and hopefully he can keep it going come finals time. Would have been ideal for them to land a home final for this game, and if they were playing in North Queensland, I'd probably lean towards them, to be perfectly honest with you, but uh, the Sharkies at home, I think it is a different beast. If the Cowboys are to win though, there's a couple of things that I think uh, can lead them that way, and one of them is isolating Matty Moylan. He's had a great season, Matt Moylan, there is no doubt about that. It's probably been his best season since he left the Panthers, essentially, uh, but defensively there are still issues there. I will read you out what I've got for Matty Moylan here. Moyser has had a great season for the Sharks, but he's probably the weakest link in their defensive unit. Against top eight teams this year, he has missed on average five tackles per game. Chad will be looking to get Nanai one-on-one with Moylan. And this is where experienced halves and ball players are worth an absolute fortune. You saw it last week. The Sydney Roosters went into their game against the South Sydney Rabbitohs with a simple plan to isolate Lockie Ilias. I have no doubt whatsoever that Chad Townsend, he will be coming into this game with a very similar game plan to isolate Matt Moylan and to get Jeremiah Nanai on him as much as he can. If I was Chad, I would also 
also be shifting Tao Malolo out there occasionally and just sending him at Moylan as well. You can get missed tackles out of Moyser. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. And I think you can see in those numbers there over the entire season, I think Moyser averages about three missed tackles per game. But against top eight teams, the good sides that know what they're doing, he averages about five missed tackles. So there's no doubt whatsoever that Moyser, like he does every other week, he will have a target on his back. You obviously want to get Nico Hines to get through a heap of work as well. You send plenty of traffic his way. But Moylan's a spot where you can produce points out of there with a guy like Nano and some of the lines he's been running off um, off Chad Townsend over the last couple of weeks. I think it's lethal. I think you can also change up your shape there a little bit, running, you know, your Peter Hicko at him as well. You want to really test Moyza, force him. And, you know, he, he might miss five tackles. You might force him to make 30. So it might not be a shocking defensive game at the end of the day. But if you can just get those one or two opportunities, that's all you need in finals footy. So Moylan, he's the guy that I would be targeting if I was the North Queensland Cowboys, and I have no doubt whatsoever. Chad Townsend, he's played with Moyser. He knows his game, probably knows where his weaknesses are, which which, which shoulder to go at and whatnot. So he'd be giving Nanai some very strict instructions on how to target the great Matt Moylan. All right, our next one. We mentioned Matty Moylan, obviously. Nico Hines. Now, he does the vast majority of their kicking. Uh, you will see Blake Braley. You'll see Matty Moylan chime in occasionally here, but probably 80, 85% of the kicking will be done by Nico Hines. So kick pressure has to be absolutely top shelf. We are playing at Shark Park, so it's going to be played through the middle. As we've said, kicking game always incredibly important at Shark Park. Normally, the best kicking game will sort of win these games. So for me, your kick pressure on Nico Hines has to be top shelf. There has to be a huge emphasis on it for your markers and all of your North Queensland Cowboys players throughout the entire game. I'll read it to you now. As we all know, Hines will do 80% of the Sharks kicking on Saturday night. Moylan and Braley will chime in here and there, but the kicking game will revolve around Hines. He needs to be feeling the pressure on every single kick. Make him uncomfortable. The best kicking game at Shark Park usually wins. Games that are played at grounds like this, that are played through the middle where it's a little bit dewy and field position is really important. Uh, This is where you need to win your kicking game. I am so confident that the best kicking game wins this one. Nico Hines versus... Chad Townsend. You'll see Tommy Dearden and Drinkwater chime in a little bit more for the Cowboys than what the other boys will at the Sharkies. So it all comes down to Nico Hines and he has to be under pressure every single kick. You have to be making him feel uncomfortable. All right, our next one. And a little bit more of a basic one here for Todd Payton, but I think it's going to be super important. Complete our sets. Very, very basic. The Sharkies over the last few weeks. Now, I've said that they've obviously played against lower teams, and I think the Sharks are one of those teams that they'll play to whoever they're playing. So if they're playing a top-shelf team, they'll lift themselves to that level. If they're playing a bottom team, they send it, They tend to throw the ball around, ball hitting the ground, knock-ons, all this sort of bullshit. They tend to play to whoever they're playing. It's always sort of been this way for the Sharkies for a very long time. But there's no doubt whatsoever the last few weeks, the biggest disappointment has been their completion rate. I think last week they completed about 64%. We spoke about it on Bloke in a Bar. They make the most errors in this competition. Now, do they make the most errors because they're the least skillful or whatever? No, they make a lot of errors because they throw the ball around and they really... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
test teams on their edges. Uh, me, myself and Kempi and, and Timmy were talking on Monday about this, that when the Roosters won in 2018, they actually had the lowest completion rate of the competition, the most errors, because they threw the ball around and they took risks. And that's who the Sharkies are. But if you're coming up against them and they are having a bit of an off night, which they have for the last few weeks, your completion rate is going to be incredibly important. And I personally believe that if the Cowboys can hold the ball and complete it 80%, which is a very high click, hard to do, but if they can and they can just keep it simple at Shark Park and play through the middle, I think Chad Townsend, he can put them in the perfect spot to win this game, the perfect spots to win this game. I'll read you what I've got here. Complete our sets. The main thing the Sharks have really struggled with is their completion rate. If the Cowboys completed a high click and moved the Sharks big pack around, along with forcing them to get through plenty of defense, Chad will be in control and the Cows will go a long way to winning this one. Yeah, halfback, so important this year. We've spoken about it all season. Chad Townsend has been one of the buys of the year. And if the Cowboys can just hold the ball, get through their sets, can Control the middle. Let the Sharkies take risks. Cowboys, they've had one of the best defensive units the entire season. If they can back themselves in in this game, let the Sharks throw the ball around. Let them make their mistakes while they're taking risks and just build that ball possession. They just need to have more ball than the Cronulla Sharks. Hold on to it. Let Chad Townsend kick them into corners. Turn the Sharkies' big pack around make them do a heap more work than what they're willing to do. And I think that'll take the, the Cronulla Sheezers, the North Queensland Cowboys, a very long way in this one. That's our coach's clip forward for the great Toddy Payton, big Rodney up there in North Queensland, coming down to Shark Park with Chad Townsend, his main man, taking on his previous club, who he won a comp with only a couple of years ago. You've already seen all the media outlets jumping on the reasons why Chad left the Cronulla Sharks about politics and all this sort of stuff. Uh, of course, that was going to come out this week when they're playing for the easy road to a prelim final. It's going to be an unreal build-up. Really looking forward to this one. I think it's probably the most underrated game of the weekend. Two really evenly matched sides. I'm going with the Cronulla Sharks. I think they win because they are at home, but I can't possibly rule these North Queensland Cowboys out. If it was in North Queensland, I think it would be a completely different story. But I'm going to take the Sharks to win this one by about four points. I think it'll be a tight, low-scoring affair. And I think Nico Hines, he will be the star of the show, as he usually is. If Talakai can get one-on-one with Peter Hicku, though, I can see him running for 200 plus metres. So a huge game coming up on Saturday night. If you'd like to listen back to the Cloaches kick coaches clipboards from the last few days to the first two games of the weekend, including tonight's game between the Penrith Panthers and the Parramatta Eels. You can go back through the podcast over the last few days and listen to those. We will have the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Sydney Roosters coaches clipboard coming a little bit later this afternoon for your commute home. So stay tuned for that one because there is going to be fireworks galore and plenty of opportunities for both teams in that game. I'm really looking forward to putting together that coaches clipboard because they the Roosters really showed their hand last week with their game plan. It'll be interesting to see how the Rabbitohs um, take that in and change it. And then the Roosters, their game's obviously changed as well with now Joey Manu being out. That changes their shape completely and in my opinion, makes it a little bit easier for the Rabbitohs to defend as well. So we'll talk all about that this afternoon. So stay tuned for the Rabbitohs and Roosters Roosters Coaches Clipboard. Merchandise, Rugby League Guru merchandise for 2022 dropping on Sunday night, 8pm. Stay tuned for details. If you'd like more details, send me a message, any questions like that. Plenty more details coming on that one over the next few days. Cheers, legends.